Hi, and welcome to the Imperfect Podcast. My name is Deb Crow, and I will be your host. Join me on this journey as we meet heart-centered leaders from all over the globe. Lots of interesting questions, interesting conversation, and find out what makes a leader. How do they handle uncertainty and complexity? How do they lead in a time that is volatile? Join us. Welcome back to Imperfect, the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast. And as we start the month of September, I always look at September as a renewal. It's almost like the new year to me, even though from our calendar, it's certainly not the new year, but the fall brings so much renewal with the transition of the seasons, the leaves changing color on the trees, the kids heading back to school, And I wanted to do a little bit of a shift in our programming, and I want to start talking to some younger leaders, some inspired leaders, young people with aspirations, accidental leaders. And I've been following a young marketing professional in England. Her name is Jessica Joan Richards. She likes to be called Jessie or JJ. So she has graduated from university six years ago. She wants to make her mark on the world as a marketing professional. And I wanted to welcome her on the show today because I think young people have a voice. I think they have dreams and visions and aspirations. And I think it's time that we shift the podcast to start listening, attentively listening to really hear what these young people have to say. So JJ, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's such a delight to have you. I, I, I came across your profile on LinkedIn and I've been watching your videos and I just really, really have been looking forward to our conversation. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much. Um, I'm, it's such an honor to be here today and to be able to talk to you and with your audience. Well, JJ, I think you have a lot to teach us. And my first question is, you're a young professional. You have uh, delved into the fun and exciting world of marketing. So my first question is, from your perspective, because you're a young professional, what does leadership mean to you? Leadership for me, I would say um, it's very important that the person in that um, position of honor, I would say, should be somebody who is an inspiration for their team, someone that their team really admire and respect. Um, how does how do you become that by really listening and being attentive to the needs of the business, but also your staff? I think. It, even more so, especially now, it's really important that we have strong leaders who genuinely care about the well-being um, of their staff. Well, I, I, I agree with you. And, and not only caring about the, the well-being, emotional well-being, holistically looking at their mm-hmm. staff, but also really modeling that behavior, I think, is important as well. Now, you have been doing some amazing videos on LinkedIn. And I want to talk about 
the perception about being out there and exuding confidence when really behind the camera you might have a smile on but you've got butterflies going on and <laughs> those glimpses of insecurity so tell us what you've been doing Absolutely. So um, I'll be fully transparent. And that's something that I really hope to do in every post that I do, every video I do is, um, you know, I don't want there to be a pretense. Um, and yes, I do get a lot of comments saying from people saying, Oh, wow, you're so confident. And the reality is, I'm really not. <laughs> I suffer from a lot of self loathing that you know, comes with a lot of not back knockbacks in life but the journey I'm really trying to go on now is to try and build on that self-confidence um, I would say I get a lot of this positivity from complete strangers on LinkedIn who are just showing me so much support and kindness and I'm hoping that slowly but surely I will start to feel confident um, if I may just really quickly say that you know I I get very excited to film videos um, and produce content, uh, but I do get a lot of nerves if people will like it, if people will respond. Um, and what, what I do and what helps me continue from that is to really, I just think about the good that can come from it. And I, you know, I think I'll worry about the bad things later, but first I want to see the good that come from, can come from each of these videos. Well, and I, I think as a young person, I, I really want to share with you in this moment that what you're doing is transparent, it's authentic, it's raw, it's real. And I know anyone listening to this podcast, the first thing they're thinking is, you just keep doing what you're doing, JJ. And don't worry what other people think, because when we step into our own greatness, that is one of the biggest facets to becoming a leader and just doing what we do with love and compassion and becoming and leading as a heart-centered leader. And I really think you're fostering that as a young person, and I want to commend you on that. Thank you so much. It really does mean so much, so much to me. And I think speaking as a <laughs> as a young person it's funny to say that myself but um coming from as a young person I know that there's many people who are who have similar stories to me growing up being you know growing up in an environment where you're constantly told you, that you're bad or that you're worthless or you amount to nothing and it's so easy to fall into the pattern of believing that and I really hope that I can I can be one of those people for those what for those kids experiencing that um I can be you know their big sister to show them actually no you don't have to settle for a life that you're being told you belong to you can choose any path you want to do as long as you have the heart and soul to put into it well and you've just beautifully led into my next question if you are comfortable I think it would be so valuable if you would give us kind of a snapshot or glimpse of the work experience you've had since graduating. And I know you've been in the work field for about six years, but share with us what you have learned from the leaders that you've had. <laughs> well, I, again, I want to be completely transparent and honest with you and the experiences I've had. So I want to show you 
uh, I want to tell you the good and the bad that I've learned. Uh, let's start with the good. <laughs> um, because one of my, um, I had a manager very early on in my career who slowly became a mentor. And to this day, I still consider her a mentor. Um, but she's also a friend of mine now. And she, I, I, believe that she has taught me exactly how I want leadership to be which is meant to be collaborative so whatever level you are you should feel confident enough to be able to have some kind of input in the work that you're doing and also the company you work for and so she always had this open door policy where if I had any worries or concerns I could genuinely come and speak to her even though she was a senior leader so um so this this mentor my mentor she had, she was always you know no matter what level she was she she always opened herself and i think that showed because her staff were extremely happy um i think when you're a good leader people do flourish and she showed me that because people weren't just working for her they were working with her and were happy to do so on the flip side of things uh, i believe that I had many jobs coming out of graduate, uh, you know, from graduating um, who under very poor management, I would say um, I've had, um, I've worked for a director before who insisted that female employees consider, uh, think twice before they decide to get pregnant. Otherwise they might lose their job. I've had, um, you know, very egotistical people, um, senior leaders who have held people back because they're afraid that they will lose their jobs over this employee that they hired. Um, and I, but I would say probably the worst thing that I've learned, uh, and genuinely this is, I've learned this from somebody who's been in a position of power for a very long time, is that by the time you get to that level, um, everybody else is beneath you. And I completely disagree with that. It's almost as if you forget, you get to a position of power for so long that you forget what it's like to be human. And I think that's where a lot of leaders are missing a trick. They forget that you need to be, to, to manage humans, you need to be human yourself. Well, that's very powerful and I agree. And I uh, remember one of the things my father taught me before he passed away was as you climb the ladder of success, every rung that you climb, you don't forget to turn around and look down and bring the people with you that helped you get there. So really, really good information there. And, and thank you for sharing. I know you're a young age. We're not going to say how old you are. What imperfection do you feel you are bringing to your leadership? I believe that um, to, in my leadership, and I, I can tell you now, because I have experienced a lot of bad management, I've learned a lot on how I want to be as a leader. Um, and I'm uncomfortable about the word leader in itself anyway, because I do want to be considered a collaborative person um, wherever I work rather than have a level of seniority. But what I would like to bring in terms of my vulnerability essentially is my ability to admit when I'm wrong or if I don't know something. Um, but I also see the flip side of seeing it as 
um, a strength because it also opens me up to be able to learn. So I don't think I'll ever be smart enough or or rich enough or um, senior enough to ever be afraid to say, actually, I don't know. And I might have done that wrong. Well, that's a great answer. And I had an amazing interview that's coming up at the end of the month yesterday with David Amarine that I'm going to encourage you to listen to. That was one of his answers. And he's been in the nuclear energy field as an expert for 45 years. And for you to already know that being open and being vulnerable and really just allowing that wall of resistance to not be existent and to really listen to your people because leaders don't know everything. There is no perfection, hence the name of our podcast. So really great insight, JJ. I love that. My last question is, what is your goal to inspire the world of marketing? Really, um, I'll be honest and say that I've taken a slight detour from marketing. Uh, I still live and breathe it. I still love marketing and I will continue to champion and spread the importance of it. Um, But for me, my dream was always, and I I don't know if this sounds vain or not, but I've always wanted to market myself or for myself um, and really have no limitations when it comes to how I want to storytell a brand, a company um, in that sense. But really my journey since my, um, since, since you started seeing my post has been that I've realized this sudden need and sudden urgency in wanting to help people find positivity within themselves and really find, champion this idea that we have the power to control our own successes and what makes us thrive Um, because of my experience in my professional career um, I want to and I don't have the ins and outs yet it's um, it's I've started this um, this I don't know what you call it I like to call it a social movement called the emotion exchange the idea behind it is to create these strong resilient but emotionally intelligent um, emotionally intelligent employees, future leaders, and anyone who really just wants to develop themselves personally. Uh, And that is what the emotion exchange essentially is. And at the moment, that is my passion and that's my drive. I want to be able to leave the workplace feeling a little bit safer and feeling a lot more equal for anybody to to survive, sorry, to thrive and to become the leaders that they want to be. Well, I think that's an amazing initiative and I, I look forward to watching you grow and spread that message. And I really think you're doing what you should be doing. I want to end the podcast with what I call my fab four. And it's just four fun questions, whichever is sitting on the top of your mind, JJ, that's the answer. There's no, there's no big thought process here. Sound good? I'm excited to hear what you've got to ask. Okay. If I had to ask any of your friends or family members to describe JJ in one word, what would it be? (laughs) Serious. Serious. 
serious yeah. with a good sense of humor. I love it. Now, I know you were born and raised in the Philippines, and then you moved to England. I would love for you to share with the listeners one element that you've learned from being embraced and born into a family of multicultural and just all the different ethnicities uh, that you have been raised in and the different countries. What can you share with us or teach us? So not many people actually know this about me, even people who know me personally, not many people know this, but um, so yes, I was born and raised in the Philippines. My mother is Filipino. My dad is English and also Welsh. Um, and <laughs> him and my mom met in Hong Kong. So my dad, I would say, or my parents or family are very well traveled. Now, my father also has two children, um, or they're adults now, but they're actually half Thai. So growing up, we were very much the multicultural Brady Bunch as such. <laughs> um, and something that I learned is, you know, it's great fun to have a big household of people. Something that my parents always taught us was essentially there is enough room in this world for any type of culture any type of race any type of language and so you know we're all we're all family essentially so um to treat everybody with respect and and I think that that's something that I'm really grateful that they taught me very early on in life and and I was lucky enough to be growing up in a multicultural household already well that's that's beautiful and and I'm happy to hear that your parents are They've, they're well-traveled, and I know that they've raised you to be an amazing young woman. And like I said, I'm excited to, to see your journey and, and where it takes you next. Now, from a young person's perspective, my next question is, if you had to put things inside of a time capsule, I'm going to give you a time capsule for 2020, what things would you put in it before you put it into the ground? oh gosh I don't know I don't know <laughs> I don't know because 2020 has what to represent the year is that is that what you mean <laughs> exactly what what would you want to represent putting inside the time capsule so if you dug it up in 20 years in 2040 you could easily be brought back emotionally and just revisiting what this year has meant to you so far? So actually I do, I do have an answer that comes straight into my mind and that would be a pressed flower of a, um, a pressed daffodil to be exact. Um, the reason for it is, and, um, and I promise you it's going to be negative, but then it's also going to be positive. Um, I lost my grandmother this year, very, um, very early this year. And um, I've been, I've been, oh, I was very close to my grandma and, um, and it was very painful. But the weird thing is, or the, the lucky thing is that, that she went completely on her own terms. Um, she went, went away very peacefully and also, I got a chance to say goodbye and that is something, you know, I've lost several relatives um, very unexpectedly. And so the one thing I always wanted was to be able to say goodbye. And so to be able to say goodbye to my grandma was really, 
um, really powerful or really important. Um, daffodils are her favorite. Um, they're also a flower of a Welsh flower. <laughs> and so it's very important. Uh, the daffodil is very important to my family. Um, and the last thing, the reason I really want to, <laughs> to say it is because uh, because that sorry I'm so sorry the reason that I want it to signify 2020 for me is because one of the last things that my grandmother said to me before she was no longer able to speak was um I was I think I was having one of the I was having a very deep sadness um or experiencing deep sadness from what happened um where I was body shamed and discriminated at a workplace. And I was very um, much suffering from that. And my grandma knew this. And she, one of the last things that she said to me was just, you don't let yourself, um, don't let yourself be held back, you know, let go of the things that are holding you back um, and not making you happy. And I really appreciated that because when she had said this, she hadn't spoken in three days. It was literally one of the last things that she said. And, and because she said that I found the courage to finally speak out about what I went through. And that is probably one of the reasons why you, you know, the, the world reunited, uh, sorry, connected us, um, Debs, <laughs> because, because of my grandma, I believe. Well, I'm a big believer that people align at the right time and, and for the right reason. And I want to sh I want to thank you for for sharing that experience because that was the first video that I saw on LinkedIn that you shared. And I want to reiterate to you as an older person that sometimes you don't always see your impact of the work that you're doing right away. It might be days, it might be weeks, it might be months, it might be years, but someone is going to take your message and you're going to change the trajectory of their life. So being who you are, being that authentic and transparent JJ, I'm with your grandma. You just keep doing you and staying on your path and sharing your message because I think that bullying and body shaming and all those other negative things that happen in the workplace, I think they need to stop. I think you starting the emotion exchange is going to be a big vehicle to educate and bring awareness. And your story is very powerful. And like I said to you, you are a heart-centered leader at your tender age. And it's just been an honor to meet you and chat with you. And my last Fab Four question for you is, what message would you give to the younger self? What would you say to the younger JJ? How about the 15-year-old JJ? What would you say to her today? I would say that you are not the obstacles you're facing. You are not the failures that you have made. Um, and that the only time you really fail is when you stop trying. So you know, I think I needed to hear that when I was younger is that you just need to keep trying because what you're facing right now in your younger life does not pale into comparison the moment you become an adult. Well, that is beautifully said. I like to end the podcast with five elements that I believe really assist us in leading a purposeful life. 
follow your heart, have passion, do your best, know your truth, and always be in love with the journey. This is Deb Crow. Thank you for joining me once again on Imperfect, the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast.